Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, Elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We are going to uh, talk to Daniel Gus, the independent journalist, coming up after uh, 2.30 to discuss Jose Huizar, the L.A. city councilman who got 13 years in prison on bribery. He would uh, charge developers uh, lots of money, made a million and a half dollars in bribes, uh, or they wouldn't get their towers built, their residential towers or their office buildings no go. He was in the charge of uh, that committee, and his district was downtown, so he had a lot of power, and he milked them. million and a half dollars. Uh, he got uh, gambling chips, luxury hotels, hookers, expensive meals, more hookers. We'll talk uh, to Daniel Gus about it coming up. David Milton is with us right now. David Milton might have seen him on TV uh, the other day or on the stream, I should say, uh, running for L.A. County District Attorney uh, against uh, George Gascon. And uh, we are trying to have on everybody who's running against Gascon. There's there's a lot of them. I think there might be 11 people on the ballot uh, if they want to come on and uh David Milton here. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Now, you have been a judge of the Superior Court, a municipal court judge, former deputy district attorney uh, here in L.A. County. And now you've been a private judge for about the last 10 years. That's correct. And uh, tell me, having being a private judge and handling cases privately, people who don't want to go through the traditional court system, um, it is, it's probably good work because you could set your own hours. It is. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and it pays the bills. Well, I imagine. Why would you want to leave that comfortable arrangement and get in the fray as LA County district attorney? It is simple. It's just as simple, John. Let me tell you something. 
I was in that DA's office for a number of years, as you know, and I prosecuted some of the most difficult cases you can prosecute in any jurisdiction in this entire country, state or federal. I know how that office ought to work. And so to see that Mr. Gascon has been completely derelict in his executing the duties of the office, I feel compelled to return to public service. After 36 years of public service, I feel compelled to return. And to get that office back on its core mission, which is public safety. I was looking through uh, your resume here between uh, your career as a judge and your career as a prosecutor. You've had a number of death penalty cases and many other life without parole cases. Um, you seem to have no problem taking care of the real bad guys. Not whatsoever. It's about public protection, public safety. And what do you think is, is the root of this current wave? It's not just in L.A., but in other cities where um, it's, it's not just lenient sentences anymore. In a lot of cases, it's no sentences. It's no bail. It's no punishment. It's not like let's give them a break and let them out early after, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 years. It's they won't even charge like Gascon won't charge enhancements, no gun enhancements. I, what, what do you think is motivating this? I believe Gascon is just a part of a national movement to take away our constitutional democratic republic. They're moving us toward socialism and then eventually communism. And I'll share a story with you about one of the most dangerous or probably the most dangerous people I've ever met in my entire career, if you'd like me to do that no, at this please. time. All right. Um, this is when I was in the district attorney's office. I was prosecuting this case. The individual I was prosecuting uh, had just been released from prison for running over a person's head. He was released. Two weeks later, he went into a park where uh, three boys with their girlfriends were smoking marijuana. Uh, the individual, the perpetrator, the killer, uh, told the boys to get out of the park. And they said, yeah, right, buddy. Well, he sprung to action as he typically does. He has no mercy on anyone. He takes the first young teenager, puts a gun to his eye socket and discharges the gun, kills him instantly. He grabs a second young man and he puts the gun point, uh, touching his cheek and discharges it and then again into his eye. The third boy is running away. This boy, he shoots at that young man and he hits him a couple of times, but this young man survived. Two weeks later, on Halloween night, he goes to this young couple's home. He believed that this couple provided information to law enforcement. Well, the evidence shows that this man was, the, the victim husband was in a recliner chair, and the defendant was stooped next to him, whispering in his ear, we believe, to catch him unawares. He puts the gun uh, to his skin and discharges it from his cheek and up. The round went from down to up. He then stands over this man, the victim, and puts the gun, the tip of the gun, touching the top of his head and discharges the gun again, killing him. The third, the, then the wife, she, we find her body at the door, and she's got two gunshot wounds behind in the head. Later, he, he, he was, he threatened my witnesses all throughout this trial, a witness I had in custody. We had to bring the sheriff, brought him down from a state prison. We had to hide him in the, in the jail's infirmary because this guy was trying hard to knock our witness out. 
The guy then was convicted, sentenced to death. He went up to uh, prison and he started killing again inside prison. This is a dangerous man. And he took a lot of appeals. And finally, after rounds of appeals over years, his sentence was reduced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, you ask me, why did I tell you the story? Because Mr. Gascon is t attempting to get him out. Along what? Yes, that's what? a true story. Gascon has a move up in Sacramento and others attempting to get anyone who has served uh, or is serving a life without the possibility of parole sentence. If you've done 20 years or more, including this guy, yes, you're entitled to immediate release. So I got this guy convicted back in 1987. In 2007, he was under Gascon's policy. He's entitled to immediate release. This is one of the, of the most dangerous people I've ever met, and he should never, ever be released back on society. That that policy hasn't gone through yet. They're working on it right now. They're working in up the in legislature up, on yes, it, and Gascon, and Gascon is lobbying for it. He's lobbying for it up there in Sacramento. Oh my God, that's, that's such a chilling, horrible story. I. I uh, didn't expect that ending. Well, as you can see in my credentials, I've got a number of life without parole sentences. Oh, yes. Well-deserved, yeah. and he's pushing for all of them to be released. I, as a deputy DA, I was able to get two death verdicts. As a judge, I sentenced an individual to death. He's challenging these sentences, or one of the death verdicts now, and he's challenging this death verdict. He wants these people released. <laughs> I, I, this, this, I mean, he's like a cancer in the system. I, I mean, there are so many cases that have not been prosecuted. I, I don't know if you've heard, but allegedly there's 14,000 cases sitting in the system unprosecuted. Yes. Absolutely, yes. Which is mind-boggling that there could be, first of all, that many crimes, <laughs> and, you know, just in his term. And I, clearly, he has completely abdicated his role as chief prosecutor for the county. Let me, let me mention one thing. We have three separate branches of government. He has, he's the executive branch, as you know, yeah. and he's usurped the other branches. The legislature says that certain things must be filed, including enhancements. He refuses to do it. He's uh, usurped the function of the judiciary because he won't allow those cases to come to the judiciary. This is his plan. He's emptying jails, and he refuses to put other people in prison. These are dangerous people who should go there. He's ordered his deputies not to file enhancements like use of a gun, go to prison, serious infliction of great bodily injury, multiple victims, multiple prior convictions. He has ordered his deputies not to file those enhancements. Did you see this coming when he got elected? He I seemed to sneak up on the world. He did. He did. It's, it's a national movement. And... Um, in my view, and I, I, I'm not, it's just not my view, it's from credible information, George Soros is funding these soft-on-crime DAs, and strategically, they're being placed in our major cities in this country. Gascon was up in San Francisco. He's booted out. He comes down to San Francisco, uh, to Los Angeles, and he's doing the same. He's destroying our democratic republic. That's what's going on right now. And what is it, what is, what's in it for Soros, you think? 
Soros. Hey, is, he's like a ninety-year-old guy. He's a multi-billionaire. What? What? Why did he aim his fire at America? Well, he's 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 commented that I don't have his exact words, but he says he's destroyed countries in the past. I don't know his motive, but he's now passed the baton. I'm understanding through news accounts to his son. Mm -hmm. Oh, he has, and the son has been in the uh, Biden White House numerous times. He's yes. a regular visitor. Yes. Wow. So was there? Um, well, why don't we take a break? We come back. Um, let's talk about like what was the moment you decided I've got to jump into the race, or was there one particular incident, or just an accumulation of everything that's gone on? We'll get to that in just a second. We have David Milton on. Uh, he was a, a superior court judge, a municipal court judge, a prosecutor, deputy uh, DA here in LA County. He's got a long record. He's actually got a, a a booklet of all the major cases that he presided over as judge. Not all of them, but a a, a representative sample and also uh, cases that he prosecuted as well. And he's had quite a career and he wants to be L.A. County District Attorney. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Continue now with David Milton. He is uh, formerly a uh, Superior Court Judge, Municipal Court Judge, former Deputy District Attorney in Los Angeles, currently a private judge that handles arbitrations and med med mediations. I was going to say meditations, but no, arbitrations and mediations. And he's he's running in the race. And when we left off, I wanted to know, um, since, since you're, you're doing good work as a private judge, what was the moment you said, I've got to run myself. I've got to do something here. I can't watch this anymore. Was it one incident or... Of the accumulation. An accumulation, John. And let me explain that. Number one on my platform is hate crimes. And there's a reason for that. Since October uh, 7th, I've seen what's happened to uh, the Jewish community in this country. And I grew up in Indiana in the 60s and 70s when they were a little bit racially tense in this country. I suffered some of those indignities. And I was also raised in a Judeo-Christian family. And so this has made me a strong man, a man who just does not tolerate injustices. And when I see these kinds of things happen, someone to hate crime, well, that means that if someone commits a crime based on your race, your religion, or your gender, that's what motivated the, the crime against you. Let's say this is an assault and you're beaten. And, and, and on top of that, you should get an enhancement called hate crime enhancement. That's an extra three years that should be uh, attached to your sentence and give you a total time of, say, six years instead of three. Gascon has ordered his deputies not to file that enhancement of hate crimes. It's just doing a terrible disservice to our country, our county, and it, it, hate crimes are degradatory to our, uh, to our society. And so this is something I want to address. Here's another thing that's out of control, smash and grab, mob flash thefts. Yes. The, this he, he's using Prop 47 to charge uh, misdemeanors only, which is he's being derelict there. He's been dis disingenuous with the citizens of Los Angeles County. Let me tell you why. The penal code says that if you were to enter into any establishment, commercial or residential, and you have the intent to steal anything of any value, it should be a burglary. And if you use force or fear on any of the occupants, it should be a robbery. These are felonies that would put you in prison, but Gascon has ordered that they be all filed as misdemeanors and not properly charged as burglaries and robberies. And the last one, undercharging. Think about this. He, there is a directive. It's been in effect for a couple of years to his deputies. It instructs them, if you 
if you have a, an illegal alien or illegal entrant who's coming to the country and he's committed a felony, try to find a way to charge him with a misdemeanor or give him diversion so he can avoid deportation. What kind of policy is that? Those are the things that cause me, look, enough is enough, and I'm willing to leave my private practice and go and challenge this guy. He must go. And I want to talk about one more thing. You, you Think about this, John. If this man has never tried a case in his entire career, how could he be in charge of the largest prosecution agency in the country? And he's never tried a case. It could not be. He's a, he's a plant. He's here to destroy us. He's he's here to overcome our. You know, I've, I, I've talked about this a lot on the air, and I really do believe that there is something organized going on because a lot of the money does come from Soros, and he runs it through multiple organizations and subsidiaries, and it is affecting all the big cities. It happened all at once. Everybody has exact exactly the same ideology it seems like an organized attack on our judicial system I, I i don't know how you could come up with any other conclusion yeah i i think he is i think the public's beginning to recognize that and so i think most people think have con con concluded that gascon must go now the question is who should be his successor i'm s submitting that i am the most qualified by far to be the successor based on my experience I wrote two death, death penalty statute, uh, uh, bills. I sentenced a man to death, and I'm not bragging about that. It's just my experience. I got two de uh, death verdicts. No one, none of the other candidates have anything close to that experience. You need to have that kind of background to make those types of decisions if that comes up. If the issue of whether or not, and the, and the voters of California have said, repeated uh, at least twice, we want that penalty as a possible option. And that's what it should be, a possible option. Gascon won't impose it. I think it's two or three of the other candidates running said they won't follow that law. And 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 the others who believe that they would or could follow the law, they don't have the experience in dealing with that issue and in making that determination as to which uh, case or set of circumstances that the death penalty ought to be sought. In addition to that, I'm the most qualified because I've had three executive management positions of attorneys. And to top it off, I'm a very fair-minded level headed person. It's a common sense approach. I'm the only Republican in this race. I won't change my registration just to get more Democratic voters like some of the other candidates have done. I won't do it. I'm a principled man. And I'm not extreme. I'm just law and order, common sense and fair minded. That's what I'm about. I think it wasn't too long ago where most people would agree with most everything you've just said in the last uh, half an hour. So uh, one more question before we go. Let's imagine you win a year later at the end of 2025. What is L.A. County like after a year of David Milton running the district attorney's office? I think it will be much safer. And the reason I say that is because 67% of the people who commit uh, violent and serious crimes are recidivists. Usually the recidivist, is that person's is a state of mind to do that. And if you are a recidivist and you are convicted of a crime, I will order that the deputies file all appropriate enhancements. If you look at some of the sentences that I was able to achieve when I was a deputy DA mm. and that I handled as a judge, those sentences look high. You see one on there for 934 years for, for molesting and doing all these things to these little girls. 
And I, that 934 years is a result of a, a correct application of the law. Under Gascon, that would not happen. This person who did this to those little girls should never be released again, ever. That's my view. And, and a year later out, I will reestablish the law. I will make sure that the deputies are following the law. I'm a strict adherence to law. We are a constitutional republic. The, the Constitution of California says that we that each county should have a district attorney. And the government code says, I think it's uh, 12500 says that the district attorney is a public prosecutor. He doesn't have the discretion to say, well, I just don't like the law and it's given more time. No, you have the discretion. It's this, if a, if a charge or an enhancement can be proven beyond a reasonable doubt, it should be charged. It's objective, not subjective. Well, if you like what you hear, his name is David Milton. Former Superior Court Judge, Municipal Court Judge, Deputy District Attorney. Uh, he's really done it all in uh, in every field, I guess, in justice. Uh, and uh, he's on the ballot running for L.A. County District Attorney against George Gascone. David Milton, thank you very much for coming on with us. Thank you so much for having me. All I right. appreciate it. And when we come back, we're going to have Daniel Gus, the independent journalist. Uh, Today was the day another L.A. City Councilman is going to federal prison for bribery. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating 
Melon Serum. This next-generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. More coming up. You're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM640. We're going to talk more about this uh, verdict against uh, Donald Trump. You know, it's not every day that uh, a leading candidate for president gets whacked with an $83 million uh, damage claim in court. Uh, e. Jean Carroll, the writer, sued Trump again for defamation, and uh, a jury just awarded her $83 million. And we'll get into details on that and uh, give you the history of Trump and E. Jean Carroll. This has been going on for a number of years, and these it's hard to keep track. I mean, there's like seven different court cases Trump's involved in right now. And, and a lot of them are nonsense, obviously. Uh, but, uh, you know, this, this is an actual verdict here. It's a civil case. So uh, it's not a criminal conviction. But And I, I'm sure $83 million is not going to survive. But this is an indication of the climate out there. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. Daniel Gus is with us because uh, this morning, Jose Weizar, the former L.A. councilman, 13 years in federal prison on uh, bribery charges. Uh, I mean, he got it all. He got a million and a half dollars in cash. He would eat gambling trip chips in Las Vegas, luxury hotels, political contributions, prostitutes, expensive meals. He got everything. I mean, there were liquor boxes filled with money. Uh, and he uh, made a plea to the judge and got a lot of people to write heartfelt letters. But it uh, looks like he got the maximum uh, prison sentence for this, 13 years. Uh, let's get Daniel Gus on, independent journalist, to talk about Weezar. Because Daniel covers the city council like uh, nobody else in town. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you for having me back. You know, my my, my primary thought in, in watching this and all of the stuff you were just talking with the judge and Trump and E. Jean Carroll and the Weezar cases, I am living the most mundane, boring life compared to these yeah, people. Me too. I'm like, how do you how, how do you live? How do you live with this stuff going on and, and, and the risk? And is it worth it? Holy cow. He had, Weezar had so many deals going on. He was shaking down so many developers. They literally were paying him millions of dollars. And, you, and, and these were big projects in downtown. These were huge towers. One of them was going to be a 77-story office tower. Yeah, and in addition to that, he was selling his power on L.A. City Council to settle what might have been, I don't know if they were, what might have been legitimate grievances. I think of one of the builders unions or one of the one of the blue collar worker unions, and he got involved and, and and took care of it on behalf of one of the developers or something of that sort. So he wasn't just, you know, waiting for his money, his bags of cash, uh, but he was also interfering with what may very well have been legitimate union complaints. And uh, what's really funny about it is, as he was cheating the people of Los Angeles, the bagmen uh, on the uh, on the uh, Chinese developer side and on his side, everybody was skimming their share off of the top. 
so so there's definitely no honor among these thieves. All right, so they they thrown in prison uh, Weizar. Mitch Englander, another council member. There was a developer, a mm-hmm. lobbyist, a land use consultant, a Chinese mm-hmm. real estate company, Weezar's brother. There's one of Garcetti's deputy mayors, Raymond Chan. He's still up for trial. I, I, I mean, what a sewer. What a bunch of rats. And is, is there more to come or is, is this the end of the, the, the round now? Well, well, I can tell you from what I know, there was a lot more going on than this. But as one prosecutor, I won't say at what government level, but as one prosecutor told me, we can't, it, we just can't get everything, but we get as many uh, of these charges tried as we can. Some of them can't be tried because of statutes or others just because they can't fully make the case for, you know, to file a charge. But I can tell you, uh, six odd years ago, I got a tip of another FBI raid in a in a uh, office building in downtown Los Angeles, walking distance from City Hall, where, to the best of my ability, there was a business set up that I think we would call it a ghost occupancy, where I went and I looked at the registry in the building lobby. But I would go and I would see that there was activity in what should have been vacant office suites. So I can tell you that I don't know where it's going from here, but I can tell you with a good degree of certainty that all of the things that should have been charged against all of these crooks collectively, uh, uh, not everything has been charged and we're never we're never going to get full justice. But as a prosecutor told me, we're doing this, we do the best we can to at least let them know, you better watch out. Did you see what the lawyers wrote in their plea to the judge for leniency? (laughs) They wrote, it was easy for lines to get blurred, and they did. Indeed, this was true Mm -hmm. not only for Mr. Weezer, but was almost certainly true for virtually all of the elected officials in L.A., what are they saying? Oh, I agree. <laughs> oh, oh, I agree with I agree with that wholeheartedly. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Krikorian's, uh, L.A. City Council President Paul Krikorian's, um, uh, you know, refutation of that is pure crap. I can tell you firsthand that that is more true. That statement is more true than not. And maybe not on a grand scale. Maybe not with the prostitutes and the and the twenty five thousand dollar and ten thousand uh, dollar casino chips. But that statement, in my opinion, is more true than not. Oh, and by the way, John, I have a little bombshell for you, an exclusive to the John Cobelt Show, the inaugural month of the John Cobelt Show on KFI. Great. Is that it, appe- <laughs> it appears, it appears that Mrs. Jose Weizar is no longer married to Mr. Jose Weizar. <laughs> but, <laughs> but... We have been scouring, my, my, my legal resources and I have been scouring the L.A. County court system records, and we can't find any evidence of a divorce between Rochelle Rios Weizar and Jose Weizar, which tells us one of a couple of things. Uh, by the way, here's how we know that it's undoubtedly true, is that the judge in the case, Judge John F. Walter, who, by the way, what a great guy to have defending our city and our rights and the taxpayers. Judge Walter, great guy, great jurist, uh, 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 is that he said in several references in the, in the, um, in the hearing today, he said that uh, he kept referring to Rochelle Weizar 
as the ex-wife. And at one point, I believe that he said something along the lines of she got a very favorable settlement. And I have this from two other sources who confirm that that's more or less what they have heard. But we can't see it in the L.A. County court records, which tells me that the Weezars are if if this is true, uh, that they're divorced somewhere outside of L.A. County or the state or it's under some sort of concealed mm. record. So uh, I can tell that with a, with a strong degree of certainty. It makes you wonder why. <laughs> when any when anything is under uh, uh, <laughs> undercover like that, uh, I so I I guess it goes without saying. I, I checked today, and in two thousand and five, of course, the Los Angeles Times editorial yeah. board endorsed Jose Weizar for office. Well, yeah, of of course they did. Just like a few days ago, before they endorsed Nithya Raman for for reelection to L.A. City Council, I told you on on your show. I said, of course they're going to reendorse her. They're going to reendorse Karen Bass. I could call that two or three years ahead because it never. Today, the LA Times is talking about how Kamala Harris can help elect the first female governor of California. So even with a major crisis at the Times, mm-hmm. they're still selling grievance and race and gender, and they're having a pity party for themselves. And I'm telling you, the owner, Patrick Soon Shang, may say, the heck with this. And he, he should just get the heck out of this because the longer he stays, the worse. Of course, the L.A. Times endorsed him because he, he grew up in, in poverty. He went to Princeton and UCLA Law and Berkeley. And, and, but you know the, the, what people like us, with the, with the, again, with the guy delivering the beer to the corner store and the parents picking up the kids from the after-school lessons or tutoring. What, what, what's most outrageous at this is that they didn't need to. Weezer and his apparently now ex-wife, apparently alleged, <laughs> they both went to <laughs> matting that. They both went to UCLA Law School. They should both. She was going to run for his seat when he termed out. They city hall. All of the mechanisms were there. Everything was getting her in queue for that. They should be rolling in honest money. He should be running for. He should have been running for mayor in the last election against Karen Bass. Rochelle Weizar should have been the, the council member for his old council seat. They had it all in place, and they would have made good money. It would have been a phenomenal success story, an American success story, and they blew it. They they blew it. And and and, and, and you know, I find it difficult to believe that she, who went to UCLA Law, who was married to this guy for twenty odd years. She didn't know that any of this was going on. Well, Maybe she didn't. I'm not. I'm not saying she did. But come on, come on. All right. It's always good to have you on, Daniel. Thank you for coming on and covering all this, Daniel Gus, and the Gus Report. Right? How can people access the Gus Report? You're on Substack, Thank correct? You so much. Yes, I'm at Daniel Gus with two S's. Daniel Gus dot Substack dot com. And on Twitter, please follow me at the Gus Report. John, I, it's always uh, fun to be on your show, and uh, I, I listen when I'm not on it. All right, very good. Thank you, Daniel. And he's an uh, independent journalist, and uh, he's got way more energy and way more perseverance than uh, the entire LA Times staff combined. Uh, when we come back, we'll give you a rundown because I know it's hard to pay attention to all of Trump's court cases, but one of them today resulted in an $83 million judgment against him. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, We're going to have Adam Housley come on 
with us uh, after three o'clock. Uh, his uh, he had a relative that was killed in that borderline shooting in Thousand Oaks a few years back, and uh, there has been a fight over releasing information. Uh, the L.A. It's a, it's a twisty, turny story that that Adam will get into, but uh, L.A. Times wants six hundred and twenty thousand dollars in uh, legal fees. Uh, from the families who are trying to keep this information uh, sealed for obvious reasons because it involves a lot of sensitive issues with the victims of that shooting. We'll, we'll give you all the details uh, coming up. It's quite fascinating. After 3 o'clock. All right, so uh, I thought it would be a good idea just to do a quick rundown of Gene Carroll because it is very difficult to keep track of uh, seven Trump trials uh, between the uh, Criminal ones and the civil ones, the political ones, a, a lot, you know, some of them are nonsense. This one turned out to be real for him in terms of a verdict, because today a jury said that uh, he has to pay $83 million in a defamation lawsuit to E. Jean Carroll. Uh, she was a, is a writer, magazine writer. She had a personal advice column. She had several television shows on cable TV. She actually was a writer for uh, Saturday Night Live back in the 80s and even got a, an Emmy nomination. So she uh, had her own uh, media career going in several directions. Now, in June of 2019, Carol published an article in New York Magazine, and she claimed that Trump sexually assaulted her. Didn't know the exact date, late 95, early 96. She said it happened in the Bergdorf Goodman department store in New York. She published some of the details also in a book. And she said on her way out of the store, she ran into Trump. She said they knew each other. And he asked her for help buying a gift for a woman. She suggested a handbag or a hat. And they moved on to the lingerie section and made a joke about about uh, one of them trying some on. Carol said they ended up at a dressing room together. The door was shut. Trump forcefully kissed her, pulled down her tights, and penetrated her before she could escape. She said the incident lasted less than three minutes. Two of her friends said publicly that Carol had confided this in to them after the assault. He has always denied allegations, claimed that they never met. He didn't know her. She produced a photograph of her socializing with Trump in 1987. Uh, she did not initially describe it as rape, um, calling it a fight. That's what she said at first. In November 2019, she filed a defamation lawsuit uh, stating that Trump had damaged her reputation, caused emotional pain. Um and eventually Trump lost it. Uh, Carol sued him for battery in New York, renewed a claim of defamation. Um, and then in May of 2023, the jury found Trump liable for sexual abuse, battery, and defamation. Uh, the jury awarded her millions of dollars Trump continued to deny that anything ever happened, basically implicating Carol as a liar. So she sued him all over again. 
And now the jury is uh, hitting him with an $83 million verdict. So this has been going on now for four and a half years, multiple court hearings, uh, trials, and uh, he's, she's claiming he never stops lying about her, and the jury agreed. E. Jean Carroll also accused years ago uh, Les Moonves of CBS of sexual assault. She said that occurred in the late 1990s in a hotel elevator as well. So odds are, I mean, I don't think $83 million verdicts survive very often on appeal because it's such an extraordinary amount of money. I can't imagine this makes any difference to 99% uh, of Trump voters just based on what's been going on the last year. It's just what what's weird is like really big dramatic things that would have stopped the Earth's rotation had they happened 10 years ago are now just another blip in the news. This $83 million uh, verdict about a sexual assault by a former president, a current candidate. Eh. He's got a half a dozen other lawsuits that people just flat out don't believe or don't care. So it's just a, a fascinating state that we're in. When we come back, we're talk with uh, we're going to talk with uh, hello. Hang on, hang on a second. My headphones went out. I thought I died there for a second. I'm glad you did. Is that how it happens? You just your yeah. hearing goes first, and yeah, uh, then the heart stops, and then the heart stops, and you can't see anymore. We're going to have Adam Housley on, uh, former Fox News correspondent, and uh, the L.A. Times, the Ventura Star, uh, they've filed a lawsuit. They collectively want six hundred and twenty thousand dollars. From the murder victims' families in Thousand Oaks. That's the borderline shooting from years ago. It's about $60,000 each. We are going to talk to Adam. One of his, I believe his niece was, was shot to death in that borderline. Well, what, what is the LA Times doing demanding money from the victims of murder, uh, the, 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 the families of murder victims? What, 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 why would the LA Times be doing that? We'll find out. Uh, and the Ventura Star, for that matter, as well. Deborah Mark, live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.